What's up, everybody? I'm super excited. We've had a great pre-game already. We're ready to rock and roll. Let's do this thing here with Ted Faton here today. We're going to be talking about no more Mr. Nice Guy. I love it. I don't know what he's going to say about it, but I love it because it's all about prioritizing yourself. And that is so important because, man, as men, we will give and 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 sacrifice ourselves for everyone else. But what are you giving to yourself? And that is super important because when you show up happier, you show up healthier, you show up for you, your family, your career, your community, way better. So I'm super excited about this. We're going to be talking about 30, 45 minutes here today with Ted. And then he's going to give you the top three tools to help prioritize yourself more uh, and in a better way. So let's get rolling with this. John, what's up, brother? How you doing? And introduce Ted. We're ready. Right on, man. I am super well, super excited about this one. I mean, I'm ready to take all kinds of notes because I know he's going to be dropping some bombs in here. Mm -hmm. So uh, Ted is, is a husband, a son, a dog dad. He's also a morning meteorologist in Queen City uh, in, in Charlotte, North Carolina, which means he gets to be wrong like half the time and still get paid. <laughs> so that's great. You know? <laughs> and, that's uh, awesome. <laughs> he's also the founder of the Modern Man, uh, Men's Networking and Empowerment Group. Uh, Ted works to connect men in pursuit of their potential by helping them build meaningful relationships and solve male isolation. So, mm -hmm. and actually is how I've been connected with Ted over Instagram uh, yep. through our guy, Tyler Jack Harris. And, yeah, so and thank I, you, Tyler. We're going to give absolutely. a shout out to Tyler Jack Harris. If you don't know Tyler Jack Harris, go look him up on Instagram and figure it out. So he's absolutely because awesome, I mean, that's actually how me and Clay have gotten yep. connected and, and all to begin with. So this is great. So, it all kind of comes full circle so. here. So. Ted, we always like to start out with uh, wins for the week in our brotherhood group. So what do you, you got for this week? What's going on, Clay, John? Thanks for having me. Uh, I'll tell you what, win for the week. Um, I got to go back to Saturday morning. Uh, this is going to be vulnerable. I'm going to start. I'm going to start. Good. That's how we start do it. There. Do it. Um, man, I was just feeling the weight of life. Um, missed an appointment or whatnot. And I had a rough, rough time. And my wife was right there. And we, we got to engage in a real conversation i got to be vulnerable with my wife i got to tell her you know really the weight of what i felt like i was carrying without mm. kind of being all all like the world is ending but just more yeah. of like you know hey babe like this this is heavy i feel it you know it's not easy and i'm human and i was able to let my guard down and be vulnerable in that moment and i say that's a win for the week because you know i i could talk about um business offer that I got this week. I could talk about some, mm -hmm. some growth in the podcast and all that. Those are superficial, but I think that moment of being able to be vulnerable, yeah. connect with my wife and see how she reacted and how she even followed up with that. As a matter of fact, we don't celebrate Valentine's day. We're recording this yeah. right after Valentine's no, day. She we don't either. We, yeah. My <laughs> wife and I don't either. Yeah. But she, she just got me a card, just, you know, reaffirming and reassuring me because of that. So that was a win. Because yeah. I think a lot of times as men, we can kind of keep our spouses, keep the women in our lives or keep the partner in our lives in the dark to some of the pain that we feel. Yep, 100%. Dark to some of the weight that we carry. And I'm not saying you have to put it all on them, but sometimes it's okay to let them know you're human. And it's also great to receive that love and that support from your partner, from your spouse. So I'd say that that was the win for me this week. Awesome. Absolutely, man. man. That's freaking awesome. That's and great amazing. for you for one, recognizing and, and accepting that, Correct. you know, that space. And, you know, mm -hmm. so good for you, man. That's awesome. Yeah, hundred percent. And I love it too, because when we're looking about like the business deal or this or that, when you're able to do that for yourself as a man and be into that vulnerability, but let that out. Cause I think, you know, sometimes, well, we'll I'll get to that, but you know, 
that vulnerability and opening up and having that communication with there allowed you to step into you even more. So when you step into you even more and you're taking care of this thing right here, this mind, it's so powerful that you're better for you. You became better for you and your wife because you're willing to step into that. You're willing to talk about that. You're willing to do that. When we hold back and we hold those things in, like for me, I'll just use my, myself as an example is the more I tried to be the tough guy, the more I was emotionally insecure. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do when we hold it all in. So don't be emotionally insecure. Be like Ted, share, do those different things. Because it when you're better, happier, healthier, your your body and your mind, dude, you're, you're happier and healthier for everybody around you. So, all right. So yeah. awesome. I love that win. Shit, we could go so many places with that. But I we got jumping in head first. That's good. That's there you good. Go, there you go. There you go. You're like you like threw off my transition into it, which is great. I love it because now like I'm I'm a, just the one the go guy. I'm just like I'm a teacher, so I just wing it. I'm like, yeah, let's 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 do this. So it's always changing yeah. in the classroom. But we're gonna go. We're gonna transition and then come back to that vulnerability piece. But we're gonna transition into our two minute of Ted's life. So you got two minutes to go from birth till now. Let's see if you can do it. How about that? It's like our little challenge for our guests is to share their life within two minutes. So (laughs) So does the clock start now? And go. All right. So the year was 1988. And uh, so, um, I mean, I grew up in New York, uh, Northeast. I'm I'm the son of two immigrant parents, both from Haiti. And I say that my story starts with them. My dad grew up in Northern Haiti, didn't have much, would have to, it didn't have power 24 seven. My mom was in Port-au-Prince and they both came here knowing education was the way. Mm -hmm. And they really kind of poured that into me. I grew up watching my mom and dad work as a unit, work as a dynamic. I worked my mom, I watched my mom work overtime in order to put me and my sister in Catholic school, which kind of instilled the work ethic in me that I have to this day, because they keep telling me to stop, relax, sit down, you're good. And I'm like, nah, I ain't, nah, I ain't. (laughs) (laughs) So that was some of the upbringing. Grew up in, um, in, in Brentwood, New York, which is on Long Island. I went to Catholic school though. So I had this duality growing up. The kids I went to high school with would drive H2 Hummers at 18, sell weed because it was cool. But then I'd go home where the house across the street, the the kid was selling crack to his mom to pay Mm -hmm. the bills because he had to. So I found out really quick, hey, if you want to work harder, if you work harder, doesn't necessarily mean you make more money. I found out that when it comes to the poor, my mom didn't want me to get into drugs and alcohol, but the poor might drink 40s and smoke weed while the rich were doing cocaine and drinking Goldschlager. So it's the same, just different drugs as, as the weekend says. Getting into college, I almost failed out, bro. I was trying to have fun. Trying to do my thing freshman year, never going to class, had 1.9 GPA, ended up switching over to my major to broadcast meteorology, turned my college career around, never got below a 3.0 after that, graduated in four years, and then landed in a desk job at a law firm. Ended up going from there to starting my own business, to doing weather. Starting my own business got me the job opportunity from there. I went from Saginaw, Michigan to Greenville, South Carolina, was a morning anchor for about six years now. In Charlotte, North Carolina, back as a morning meteorologist. And in that process, I started a podcast, started the men's group, Men, uh, The Modern Man. And here I am on that mission of connecting men in their pursuit for potential. Did I make my time? 
I you think did, you did. Man. I think you nailed it. And I'll tell you, Charlotte's way better than Saginaw. Any day. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they had they had the Christmas parade on November third in Saginaw because it got so cold after that. Nobody wanted to go outside. I said, I'm I done. Lived, I, I lived in Port Huron for like thirty years, so <laughs> oh, you know, you know, cold. Yeah, that's yeah. I, yeah so. I've been in Pennsylvania. I don't go higher than Pennsylvania. It's too cold. It's too cold. <laughs> so that's awesome. And and you know, I. Coming from Haiti, that's awesome. One of my uh, good friends I've I've met over the last couple of years, Gillery, he's uh, from Haiti as well. He was down there actually when he's 25. He actually uh, came after the uh, the earthquake. Earthquake, yeah, after the oh, earthquake, man. he was there when the earthquake happened. Shit, and man, yeah. I was uh, you know hearing him talk about that. He was like, I think he was about 11 or 12, I think at mm. that time. Wow, and it was like, man, so yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And I'm so sure new. that affected your family in in a big way. You know, yeah, my mom still had some family over there. And, yeah. um, you know, my, my dad's funny. He's like, he hasn't been back to Haiti since he moved out. He's like, yeah, nothing for me over there. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I'm here. I ain't going back. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's been good. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Let's, yeah, I'm going to go back to that vulnerability. Would I, so I'm just going to ask, because if you haven't found out yet, I asked the hard question. So that's just kind of yeah. how I roll. And uh, we dive deep. Would you do you would you mind sharing what the vulnerability was about? Or you're like, yeah, let's not touch that. I, I think it was a straw uh, that broke the camel's back. Um, okay. And if anything, um, I think as men, we're probably harder on ourselves yep. than than others are. And it was just a simple meeting, a coffee meeting that I missed. But like it's with the this charity that I'm working with to raise money. The first meeting I actually had COVID for and I had to miss. Um, the second meeting, it was just a simple coffee meeting with young professionals the night before. I had dinner and, you know, me and my wife, we actually had a heavy conversation that night, which really took our my, our attention, both of our attentions. Mm-hmm. So the next morning, I was just out of my routine, a little bit out of it. We were kind of just, you know, following up on what we were talking about. And then when I got the alert on my phone, the calendar alert, pretty much at the end of the hour for when the meeting was, there was just an overwhelming feeling of I'm failing in life, right? Like, okay, you know, me and my wife are trying to get back on the same page. This meeting fell through and I'm probably making a mountain out of a molehill, but I'm just like, shit, can I manage anything? Like Mm -hmm. I can't manage my calendar. I can't manage my relationship. I can't manage my business. And I'm sitting there just like, well, crap, like, dang. And my wife had a, a good talk with me. She's like, well, what do you feel? And I was like, I ain't worth anything. She's like, mm-hmm. okay, that's not true. You know, I'm like, well, I missed this meeting. She's like, well, you think they're going to understand? Do you think like you have a lot on your plate and you're managing a lot? And maybe they are going to understand how busy you are. So she's talking me down, kind of like, you're not a failure. <laughs> you're you're, yeah, you're right. capable. You're capable Speaking of some things. positive into you. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Which I would I would say for a lot of fellas, I mean, you need a spouse that can speak life into you, right? 100%. You need someone that can speak life into you and love on you when you kind of need it the most. And that's that's the beauty about it is I think what ends up happening sometimes, what's funny is that vulnerability heals whatever disagreement my wife and I were getting over because the the fact of the matter is, and my wife has said it, and I'm sure a lot of guys could probably relate is I don't look hurt. Like mm-hmm. things don't look like they phase me. Right. So I, I might look like, cause I'm stoic by nature. Right. Yeah. A lot of us are. So, you know, the world's falling apart. I might sit here cool, calm and collected, but like showing that vulnerability made me 
look human to her a little bit. And that mm -hmm. made me look a little softer, which is why she gave me that loving, you know? And, mm -hmm. and I think that was the biggest thing is like so much. We're trying to communicate. We're trying to talk. And I think sometimes our spouse wants more emotion yeah. than just the logic and just, cause that's me. I'm like, well, we, we fix it. Boom, boom, just, boom, 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 yeah. boom. Like, yeah. Hey, a goes to B, B goes to C, C goes to D and let's get this shit done. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and Tom's your uncle. We're good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, sometimes our spouse aren't, isn't asking for the solution. They're not, asking, right. they're not asking for the playbook. Mm -hmm. They're asking for emotion. They're asking for, show me that this hurts you too. Yeah. Show me that you're hurting as well. Right. And, and by not by sure you that. doing that too, you also opened up her to correct. Help you let her help you instead of you always trying to fix her and help her. Yeah, you know? and you and you yeah. and you fix yourself. Like there's lots of times because this is about prioritizing yourself too. But the problem with prioritizing ourselves is we isolate ourselves, and when we mm -hmm. isolate ourselves, we we don't know all the answers because if we knew all the answers, we wouldn't be in the position that we were in, you know, or what we put ourselves in. So I, I think that's the biggest lesson I I. I always say this, you keep getting a lesson until you learn a lesson. And the lesson I kept learning was, hey, Clay, you can't do it all by yourself, dude. Like you just kept, the universe kept just drop kicking me in the face going, oh, dude, like you can't do it. You need people. And, and that's where just like with the modern man, that's for you. That's probably where the modern man came from, you know, with you and Tyler. Like that's where the Purpose Infused Brotherhood, that's where this podcast right here came from is because we need that. We have to have that space. Guys have to have that conversation. Mm -hmm. um, and we talk, we've talked about some hard shit. I know you guys have too um, with that, but that allows you to be able to be open up to your wife as well. And then she, she takes this in. I, I was thinking about John and I, he texted me the other day. Hey, what was that book uh, last night? Right. And he goes, what was that book, that color book? And I'm like, what? And then I texted him a, uh, uh, what was it my first colors or something yeah, like that? Something. Book. <laughs> I like that. He's but like, no, you, you because he has, he has referenced a book like eight times throughout yeah. our course of the purpose infused brotherhood group. Right. And it mm -hmm. talks about how, women speak in pink and guys here in blue, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And, and guys, mm -hmm. you know, and so like, and so I was like the book, you know, it talks about the colors. So then he sends me like, he's like, I haven't read a book like that since kindergarten. And then once he talked, and then he's like, Oh yeah, that book. Yeah. I know which one you mean. Yeah, I know like, exactly what you're talking about. No, with the, the colors. And, <laughs> yeah. With the colors. Yeah, exactly. I know what you mean. The blue and pink and, and it's called love and respect. I don't know if you have ever read that book. Love and Respect by Dr. Um, Emerson Egrich. Yep. Uh, amazing book. Um, after my first divorce, I was like, hey, man, I'm just I, I really started taking ownership of myself um, because I was doing a blame game and stuff like that. And that book really helped me realize like, oh, dude, like there's a lot of spaces you can do better. Um, and and just really kind of realize in, in relationships, especially like I, this is very good of what you said there is that she wanted some more emotion for you to feel mm -hmm. so that way she knew you like you felt because what that did is it spoke her language it communicated to her like if you and i and us sat here and you're like dude i'm just pissed we're like cool like you know or like yeah, I I always, yeah uh, like i get it like yeah let's yeah. go beat some shit up you know or like let's go smash some stuff it'd be great <laughs> i you put know? the pads on give me the gloves yeah. and let's, 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 let's go <laughs> let's do it let's 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 go hit some things. But even even like, you know, I always say this is like when you come home and and she's we're like, if you come home and be like, we'd ask you to be like, hey, Ted, how's your day going? You'd be like, it was great. We're like, cool, sweet. For us, it's over. 
You know, if there was anything else that you wanted to tell us why it was great, you just would have told us. But if you said it's great, we're like, dude, sweet. That's awesome. High five. Let's go. You know, but when your wife asks you, hey, how was your day? And you say, great. She's like, what the hell? You don't want to communicate with me? And it's like, that was one thing I always messed up because what she's asking is how was your day and why was it? Why was it the way it was? Because that's the extra step. That's her pink. So she's seeing pink. She hears pink. She tastes pink. She smells pink. She feels pink. We see blue. We hear blue. We smell blue. We taste blue. We feel blue. All of that stuff. So it's kind of like talking two different languages. And the more that you get to know her language, Mm -hmm. that way it does. So like even my wife, like now, and one of the other things too, is like, just like you, like you said there too, is if I try to fix, like I'm a fixer, I'm like, do this. Why don't you just do this? And then she's like, I don't need that. And I'm like, so there's some conflict there. But one thing I, I've gotten good at is like, hey, do you need me to listen or would you like me to help fix it? And she's like, I just need you to listen. And I'm like, cool. I'm like, that's been like one of like the biggest things I have done. I even, I said it the other night, she was real frustrated. I'm like, do you need me to help or do you just want me to listen? She's like, I mean, you can give me your opinion. Um, and that's where I was like, and then it's open and be like, okay, cool. Like you right. give me an opinion. She's like, I might not like it, but <laughs> I got you can give it to me. It. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Wait. I'm sitting on the back end like this, like <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, that, that that is amazing book just to be able to do that. Um, and to be able to open up those lines of communication between people. Um, and I, I think it's yeah. so great because you, your situation there explained, I mean, it was literally like picture perfect for that book. As soon as you start talking, I'm like, yes, there's that blue and pink, you know, and yeah. stuff in there. She wanted to feel pink. She wanted to see pink. She wanted to hear pink. And not that you went pink. It's just you gate, you started speaking her language so that she's like, oh, okay. Cause you're mm-hmm. right. We are. And, and this is a, I would have, I would have transitioned into this is that hardness that guys have. I know like, that toughness and that hardness. I want you to kind of dive into that. Have you ever been in a time in your life where like you were that, like you wore like that macho mask or the funny guy <laughs> mask or the, yeah. the cool guy mask or the whatever mask it is out there? What mask have you worn and and why did you, why did you wear it? Um, I, I will even say this. I probably still wear this mask a little bit to this day. And it's that, you know, Mr. Positivity mask, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm always happy. Go lucky. I'm always lifting those up around me. I'm always like, what's going on? How can I help you? How can I make you laugh? How can I make you smile? How can I make you happy? And that's also what I think does play into, you know, um, like this past weekend with my wife where, and part of what we're talking about is I'm so concerned with making everyone's world around me comfortable I'm Mr. Positivity because I mm-hmm. want everybody lifted up regardless of how I feel. And mm-hmm. if anything, I actually feel bad when I feel bad. Like I can you, I apologized for being upset that morning because I missed the meeting. Like I, I told my wife afterwards, I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm putting this on you. I'm sorry. And she's like, don't worry about it. Right. But I literally feel bad for right. being the suck in the room, yeah. you know? So I think the mask that I, I used to wear heavily and uh, and I still wear a little bit of today is Mr. Positivity, Mr. Mm-hmm. Happy-Go-Lucky. You know, I wouldn't really speak up if I thought something. I would just kind of, you know, hey, don't don't disrupt the, the, the temperature in the room, you know, mm-hmm. keep it the way it is. Everybody loves Ted. He's happy. He's nice. Yeah. He's good. <laughs> Ted is such a nice guy. You know, <laughs> that's, that's what it was. was. It, let me yeah. let me ask you this, if you don't mind, I'll jump in here. Is that it, did you do you use it as like a shield? To protect you, or do you use it as, as a as a sword to protect others? Um, 
I'd like to justify it as a sword to protect others, but the reality is probably a shield. And mm-hmm. and, and that comes from kind of reflections and deep work in terms of um, when I wore the mask heavily, when I didn't disrupt certain things and stuff like that. It was because I was afraid of severing relationships. Yeah. Right. I, I kind of referenced before my parents, you know, working their butts off. My dad would leave he, six o'clock in the morning to get into the city. He worked in New York City. We lived on Long Island. He wouldn't get home till 6 p.m. That's a 12 hour day. My mom would work overtime sometimes till 11 p.m. or she'd come home at uh, at 4 p.m. So I come home from school. It's me and my sister. My sister's doing all the stuff with her friend. She's five years older than me. So I did spend a lot of time alone. Mm-hmm. So I think as I got older, I clinged on to relationships whenever I could have them. Uh, and yeah. in fear of disrupting the relationships, I would make sure that that person was as comfortable and happy as possible so they wouldn't leave, Right. That might work as a coping mechanism for a kid who's a little lonely and wants to, you know, make friends yeah. and stuff. Doesn't necessarily work well when you're you're an adult in the real world, in the business world, and you're actually trying to grow yourself. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work when you are compromising certain plans, certain priorities that you set up. But you know, your friend calls you; they want to go out on a Thursday night. You have class early on Friday, and they're like, "Come on, man! You don't want to miss this party." That was me in college, freshman yeah. year of college, one point nine GPA. Why you don't want to miss this party? <laughs> You're <what>? like, "All right." <laughs> I didn't. I didn't miss the party, but I missed class. <laughs> yeah. You know. So I think a lot of it was really just a defense mechanism because I was afraid of losing relationships. I was yeah. afraid of being alone. I was afraid of pushing people away with my boundaries. I was afraid of pushing people away with you know some of my, I don't want to say like aggressiveness, but let's say assertiveness in certain areas of my life, right. things that I didn't want to accept, but I would keep my mouth shut and accept anyway. Yeah, You know, I look back and like, that's not the Ted that I am today. And if I could tell the Ted back then anything, I would tell him just, just wait until you learn how to establish your boundaries and set your priorities, because that's going to change the trajectory of your life. Right you know, and I'll tell you one thing that I always found as a, as a, downside to being the the positive and the happy-go-lucky guy is is when you're in, off that little bit and there's one that it's very easy for somebody to know it's like that was one thing my wife used to always pick up on it she'd be like what's the matter what, what's the matter i'm like i'm fine when you're like you just don't want to talk about it you just i'm like yeah i'm fine no you're not there's something to matter i can tell there's and it's like just leave me alone. <laughs> it's, it's like bad boys. I always reference like bad boys when Martin is like in the therapist chair and she's uh-huh. like, you're mad. You're angry. He's like, I'm not mad. I'm not angry. Except for when you keep telling me I'm mad. That yeah. pisses me off. <laughs> That's so true. That's so and, and, and then also, you know, like speaking language, to go back to love and respect, like when, when we say we're fine, it's like, okay, we're fine. You know what I mean? When a lady says they're fine, it's like, that's a lot. Then you're like, oh shit. Okay. Like, Uh-oh. What do you mean fine? Is, is this real? Like, no, no, you're, you're kind of fine. Kind of, yeah. I mean, you looking fine, huh? You looking fine. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or like the, yeah, I'm okay. I'm like, oh man, you ain't okay. You ain't okay. That's not yeah. okay. Well, kind of what you mentioned too, Clay, with, with that is also body language, right? Yeah. And I've also found that paying attention to body language is huge. So there's sometimes yeah. we could be in conversation with our spouse and to, to your point, I got to read this book, but like, when we see different colors, there's sometimes we'll be talking and I could see my wife react physically, not with verbs, with mm-hmm. words or anything, but physically. And I could stop my speech right there. And I go, Hey, is there something that you might've misinterpreted that I need to elaborate on before I move forward? 
Yeah, because I know go. for a fact anything I said after that's not going to be heard because yeah. I might have yeah. said something she might have taken the wrong way she might have heard it a certain way but being yeah. able to acknowledge that body language in real time has saved us from misunderstandings yeah, which is like nice. well you said this nice. and I was like well okay I understand it came across like that but yeah. please understand it yeah. was meant for this yeah. oh okay continue right yeah, yeah. so finding that in the real moment is huge yeah. nice and it's I'll been- tell you one book that uh that uh, my guy Ken Jazlin, he he's been we've been actually going through in our uh, GSD community stuff and uh, it's a pretty good one. It's called The Masculine in Relationship by mm. GS Youngblood, and it's really mm. good. It talks about you know the guy being in their in their masculine and and the women in their feminine and and you know and holding space for them to to be, to be in their feminine and and to like not take offense when somebody when they say something you know, to actually be able to just stand in your masculine. And not mm-hmm. get offended when they say something or to, mm-hmm. to get clarification, like you said, or to provide clarification instead of, you know, anger and, and building up and stuff like that. So yeah. definitely a good one yeah. as well. That's been so huge. And I haven't read that book, but like kind of understanding the masculine energy is there's times my wife might be upset. And it has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. Right. And sit, being able to sit there, I'm like, all right, babe, what's going on with you? And let yep. her just vent, let her be in her moment and and feel how she feels not try to fix it and just yeah. listen say okay you want me to make dinner you know serve you in some type of way because i'm gonna i'm going to stand there in my masculine let you mm-hmm. ex- be exactly yep. where you need to be good for I'm you to serve you in that moment and still be who i am confident comfortable and when you're ready to come out of it i'm here for you but i'm not gonna force you out of it i'm not gonna try and fix it i'm not gonna yeah. do all that and i'm not gonna yeah. take offense for you being upset in this time yeah i'm just gonna let you be there yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and that—that's you being, and what people say like with the fixing, like, "Hey, I'm fixing, I'm fixing." Like, provide, protect. Like, provide, protect. Like, do these. I'm the fixer. Like, I'm taking care of this. And a lot of times we we believe that's the masculine, but that's actually mm-hmm. not at all. That's just the ego. That's the ego showing up. Masculine is actually staying in there and letting them feel it because that's we have to. Just like our kids, when we have like our kids, like. We have to have we have to let our kids fail. We have to let our kids struggle. We have to let our kids feel pain. We have if you don't, you are setting it up for a huge, huge failure in the in when they become adult and they're on their own. Um, they have to know struggle. If you don't know struggle, how are you going to overcome it? And if you I mean, think about it. If you go 20 years of your life and never face a struggle, when you hit struggle at 20 years, poof. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad yeah. for that Un- person. For sure. <laughs> Un- unmet expectations could be amazing teachers, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's exactly what it is, right? I come home from work. I'm expecting a smiling wife. I want to have some fun with her, but she's in an upset mood. She's just mm-hmm. not into the date night that we had planned or anything like that. Guess what? That's an unmet expectation, right? I'm expecting a good fun night, but kind of what you touched on, Clay, was, okay, you're upset. You're not in a good mood. You're in a poopy mood. I can sit here with you. I could sit here with you. I could be uncomfortable, right? Mm-hmm. Your, your your kid has uh, a game. They they have, have a loss. You can't fix that loss, but I'm, I'm going to sit in this loss with you, right? It's the ability to sit in that discomfort. It's, yep. a, it's the ability to accept that unmet expectation and still look at it for what it is and be like, hmm, kind of like, this, I can't call it yet. Is this a good, is this good or bad? Mm-hmm. No, I can't call it yet, but I'm going to sit here through this season and face the outcome with you because that's how comfortable and and certain I am in my ability 
and our ability to turn this thing around. However yeah. it is, whatever it is, we'll get through this, but I'll sit in here with you as long as we have to. I could weather the storm. Yep, 100%. And that and that that's what they really that's what your kids really want. That's what your wife really wants is you they know like, "Hey, are you here with me? Are you are you going to are you going to walk with me through this?" Mm-hmm. Not trying to push me through it, not try to pull me through it, you know, yeah. like are you going to walk with me through this? And honestly, when it comes to our side, that's what I want. Like that's what I want. You know what I mean? If I'm going through something, I just want my wife to know like she's there with me. You know, yeah. like, "Hey, I'm here for you." Like you know when when I finally talked, like you said, about hiding things. I had anxiety from people for 15 years and exactly how much I was dealing with it. And like, I finally told my wife and she's like, I mean, I don't, I don't know what to do right now, but like, I'm here for you and I love you. And I'm like, Oh, really? And I'm like, you don't think I'm less than she's like, why would I? And I'm like, cause I do. And she's like, well, you're stupid. <laughs> I'm like, fair enough. But that's what we do, bro. Yeah. Like it, it, I, I said the same thing to my wife Saturday morning. I'm like, sorry if you think I'm weak for this. Mm-hmm. And she's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like she, she couldn't fathom that. And, and, and I, I, I tell guys this because a lot of guys are afraid to be vulnerable in front of their women. Yeah. And, and, and I tell them, I was like, listen, you know, I could at least say I have a track record of showing up for, for my wife. Mm-hmm. And she'll even tell you, right? And even even in that moment, and, and I, I started tearing up a little bit, and I was like, "Here I go, I got some tears coming out and everything." Because like it wasn't the missed appointment; it was so much more than that, yeah. right? Right, hundred yeah. percent. It was it was like definitely you said, it was like that straw. It was just that you know, I mean that yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it, it definitely wasn't that. So I don't want people listening to be like, "Oh, bro, you missed an appointment. Is that bad for you?" No, uh, it's it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, one no. Yeah. it's one of those things when when things pile on and when you. When you're operating, and I'm sure we have a lot of things going on in our lives, you yep. have a number of variables. I can guarantee you every single day I'm going to have a number of problems to solve. That's just how it is as a business owner, working mm-hmm. a full-time job, having a full workout regimen, and loving on your wife and your dog. Like it's You're going to have variables that punch you in the face every day. Yep. It's fine to roll with it on months on end. But you know that morning, it was a little heavier. Not only was I not rolling with the punch as well, I dropped the ball on something. Mm-hmm. And by dropping the ball on that, and I could all honestly say my priorities were in the right place. I was where I needed to be at the time when I missed that meeting. Yeah. I was with my wife because we were having a pretty much a high gravity conversation. Yep. Right? right. I was where I need to be priority priority wise. But when you feel like you dropped the ball and I start tearing up, I'm like, oh shit, here I go. And she's like, We've been together for seven, eight years. I think I've seen you cry a couple times mm-hmm. on one hand. It's okay. Like she had to reaffirm my strength because I'm sitting yeah. there like, man, I'm a I'm like a little baby. I'm a little boy. <laughs> <laughs> and listen, I'll own it. I'll be the first one to cry. Like my wife gets in heavy <laughs> conversations, just stuff. And I feel like, cause I feel like, like to me, like I'll get teary eyed because like these, these are the people I love the most. These are the people I care about. There's so much emotion that comes with it, man. I get to like when my wife feels hurt or if like she feels like disappointed in me, I'm like, damn, like I feel bad that I made you feel bad. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I like, and I like, so I'll be the one who actually tears up first, you know what I mean? And and that's fine with me. I don't care. Um, I've owned that part of it, but it's to me, that's, that's where for her to see that in me, that's where she knows, like, I'm at that point of like frustration that like, I care so much that like, I know I messed up or I know I did this wrong or something like that, that I'm just like, ugh, like, I just like, I just want to know, like, and usually she she's picked up on it now. She's like, yeah, we're, hey, we're still good. 
everything's still good. Yeah. Like, and I'm just like, all right, cool. Like, if you let me know that, I'm cool. Like, but if there's that conflict, or like we get like I just like it wouldn't be good. Not that in our marriage or anything like that, but just like her and I. Like, yeah. and that's like for for guys, I think we're really good when we speak blue, we're really good. I mean, we could have a whole conversation in grunts and we'd be like, Yeah. Like, or like, dude, you know, I don't know whatever movie that was. We're like, dude, you're like, dude. And it'd be like, dude. And I'd be like, cool. Or even just a head nod, you'd be like, and I'm like, all right, cool. We're good. That was a full sentence. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Literally, my buddy texted me the other day. He said, need a book. I sent him, um, uh, what was it? Force versus power or something like that. Power versus force. I literally just sent him the screenshot of it. He sends me the thumbs up. I send him the fist bump. That was the only communication, but I was like, that's effective. That was yeah. great. That was a, it's a great conversation. Yeah. Need a book, picture, <laughs> fist bump, uh, thumbs up, fist yeah. bump. Done. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. That's all I was needed. We're good. We're when was good. the last time you spoke to Charles? Yesterday. Just, <laughs> did yep. you say anything? Yeah. I gave yeah, a whole fist conversation. Bump. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> Everything's in that fist bump. Yeah. No, yeah. it's it literally, it, and it's so once you once you get it, because sometimes I think with that especially when we're communicating with anybody. It's it's really getting to know how they communicate, but knowing how you communicate. And and it, it's really like, we, it can be extremely frustrating, but at the same time, it can be like this really cool journey of figuring how just to like, how people work and getting to know them. And I think one of the beautiful things about, and we always say this in the brotherhood is, one of the most beautiful thing about humanity is we're all different. And in our culture, in our society, in our world, I don't think we celebrate that enough. We bitch and complain about a lot of stuff being different, but we don't celebrate like differences in people. Everybody is different. Everybody has their gifts. Everybody like, like, dude, let's celebrate this thing. And I think that's the cool thing of getting to know somebody else, like how you communicate with us. And that's what's cool about coming on the podcast. We talk to so many people and it's communicating, figure out how we communicate, how we have a great time and just let it roll here. I mean, we have literally no script other than like, hey, we're going to introduce you. And then at the end, we're going to give um quick hit five <laughs> Q&A. You know, other than that, we're yeah. like, let's let's do this thing. And it's just cool how that kind of blends together. And it's just like this cool little journey every time you talk with somebody just to get to know this person. And I think that's like one of the coolest things about what we can do and how we can prioritize ourselves is, is those cool little journey. So give us kind of, I don't know where you want to go with that, but give us a jump into like that, like these cool little journeys that we can take to Mm -hmm. really like put ourselves first. Cause I think that's one of the big things I want to get into here is like, what are those journeys that you can do to build yourself? Whether it's building your body, whether it's building your mind, or whether it's building your family. And your family can include you, include your wife, include your spouse, include your dog too. Like dog, dad, <laughs> love it. Include your kids. You know, it includes all of those things. So let it roll with that wherever your yeah. mind went. Well, I mean, I think it, it starts with when we talk about communication with others, it always boils down to uh, what is the message and the language in which you speak? Right. Mm -hmm. What are you putting out there into the world? What is your brand? What is your your flavor, if you would? And I think a lot of us and we could see it on social. We could see it with other people. You ever meet somebody where you're like, oh, man, this is not authentic. Yeah. Like it's just it's just 100 percent. You're like, dude, you're fake as shit. (laughs) Yeah. And and because it's it's like no offense to anybody out there. It is like I just and and here's the reason. And I don't know if I mean, I'll admit it, but I know those people because I was that person. Agreed. Right. And I'm like, man, and and I talk about like, listen, I have two pairs of Jordans. I didn't buy a pair of Jordans until I'm 
contributing full to my 401k. I'm giving to a Roth IRA and I could buy those uh, with extra money on the side, right? Because some people are buying Jordans when they can't necessarily afford it yet because they want to have the validation of that brand. Yeah. I, I, I always say like, now that I'm older, maybe I'm wiser. Maybe I have more confidence in myself. I don't wear big brands, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe I wear Nike. If you see the hat I'm wearing, it's my brand. Yeah. And most of the time, if you see a logo on my shirt, it's my logo. Yeah. <laughs> I don't wear big brands because my identity is not wrapped right. up in those brands. But all that to say is a lot of people, unfortunately, haven't taken the time to figure out who they are and what they yep. want yet. And I think I'm, I'll start with that when it comes to communication is we can end up being in a world where we're all communicating and regurgitating the same thing from what we found from others without mm -hmm. fully identifying and finding out our voice and our language and who our brand and our flavor is. So one of the things in the tools that works for me is isolation and reflection, meditation, right? Um, cold plunging has been a new thing I've been doing for the past couple of months. That's been great. Um, breath work. But that introspection and finding out what it is that's important to me, what I want, right? So one tool I did was I actually sat down and I started listing my priorities. Um, got that from my dad, actually. My dad, <laughs> this, is, this is one of the moments I think that changed the trajectory for where I'm at now with my wife. My dad came to visit with my mom. He found a pack of cigarettes and a bra in my closet. And obviously it was, you know, from my botry days, if you would. And my dad was <laughs> like, yeah, I found the, the bra and I found the cigarettes. Don't worry, I threw them out. Mom's not going to find it. He goes, son, set your, yeah, set your standard and demand it. Mm. Don't accept anything mm. lower than that. Bro, that hit with me. I mean, to this day, I talk about it, but that hit because that's when I started reassessing things, right? Okay, standard. Look around, man. The life you're living is not the life you say you want. Standard. Look around, man. Your apartment looks like crap. Your car is dirty. You sure you work a cool job, but your intangibles aren't there. You know, you want to hit the gym, but you haven't been consistent. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you, what are you doing, bro? Like, that's literally what I had to tell my like, what are you doing, bro? Oh, yeah. So I, I wrote it down. What do you want? You know, I want to be more physically fit. I want to keep a clean space. I want to be accountable to my friends. I want to be able to earn more money. And what does it look like? And I wrote down all my priorities. And this is the one thing I'll tell people is I implemented time blocking, mm -hmm. right? Because when I found out my what my priorities were, how many hours do you need at work? How many hours do you need to sleep a week? How many hours do you need to go to the gym? How many hours do you need to dedicate to the relationships with your friends and, and family and things like that? Yep. You could put that on the list and you could break it down. The most hours is going to be sleep. The second most is going to be your full-time job if you have one. The third probably what I put as a priority were the relationships that I had. Mm -hmm. um, and then oh, after that was the gym. The gym actually doesn't take that much time. Yeah. Just saying that. But when I found that and I wrote it out, I started doing what's called time blocking. And it's just taking a look at a calendar and literally – planning every minute of your day establish what a perfect week would look like first you put in sleep that's going to be the biggest block then you put in your full-time job or your business whatever is you know the money maker the 40 hours a week if you do that you put that in after that you put in the chunks of the relationships that yeah. you need to pour into what days that falls into and then you put your gym and you're literally going to start plugging in i would recommend give yourself some buffer time in between things like if i could if for Anyone that watches video, I'll just open up my calendar really quick so people can know what this looks like and know like, while this gives some anxiety, I promise you, fellas, this gives me freedom. Oh, so yeah. that's, 
that's that's what my calendar looks like. It's color coded. Everything pink is for my wife. Yellow is for modern man. Red is for work. But that allows me one thing and one thing only. When I'm at work, I don't have to worry about anything but work. Yep. When I'm in the gym, I don't have to worry about anything but the gym. When I'm with my wife, I don't have to worry about anything but with my wife. I'm not checking the emails. I'm not I'm not thinking about what I work out. I got to do. I'm wholeheartedly present in the moment because yeah. I've, allocated, I've allocated time for everything in my life. And here's the other thing. Conversations with my wife goes is, oh, man, I can never get any modern man time from you. She'll ask, what are you doing two o'clock five uh, on, on Friday? Babe, you know what I'm doing at two o'clock on Friday. You know what I'm doing, right? It's four o'clock on a Thursday when we're recording this. Babe, you know what I'm doing four o'clock on a Thursday. Modern man work. I'm either mm -hmm. on a podcast, working on the podcast, working. You know what I'm doing. So I might defend that time to my wife. But then having guests on the podcast, man, can, can you do five o'clock on Friday? Absolutely not. Can you do five o'clock on Thursday? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. That's my wife's time. So number one, I'd say time blocking. Number two is setting up those boundaries, man. Setting up those boundaries of your time. Defend your time like you defend, like you protect this house. Like Clay's got that Under Armour jacket. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, defend yeah. your time like you protect this house. Yeah. Because you've established your playbook. You've established the routine you need in order to accomplish your goals. Now, the only challenge you have is making sure people don't impede on that time. Yeah. 100%. Nobody calls me after 7 p.m. because they know I'm asleep. And here's the funny thing is when somebody texts me after 7 p.m., somebody that knows me she usually starts with, I'm so sorry. Right? <laughs> because we train we train the people around us how to treat us. Yeah, 100%. We, we train them what our schedule is. We train them what we accept. We train them what we're good with. We train them yeah. what we're not good with. So people know when to talk to me, when to not to talk to me, when to message me, when not to message me. I'm still the happy-go-lucky Ted. I'm still positive everything. But they know, don't. Don't message Ted after seven. As a matter of fact, don't call Ted after five because he's with his wife. Every week we have our our, our uh, Noble Knights Mastermind group. It's from six to seven and everybody laughs at seven o'clock. And even the fellas in the group will be like, man, let Ted go love on his wife. You know, it's seven o'clock. <laughs> and you're like, yep, absolutely. Because I'm informing everybody what my schedule is. And I'm yep, informing right. everybody that that's non-negotiable for me. Yep. I'm here nice. wholeheartedly giving you 100% of my attention because you deserve that. Yep. But when the time is for me to go to someplace else, I have to give my attention to that too. Yeah, Because I've allocated this, I've planned this, and I got a couple other tools, but definitely just want to give you guys some time. No, like, those, like, and I'll tell you yeah. what, that's a great one. And, and one that I'm actually trying to conquer more myself. It's a, it's a spot that I've been growing in. You know, is because after Same. being 25 years of construction, you know, I mean, like, you never know. We're doing roofing for 20 years. You you know, there's a lot of times it's like, well, we got this tour off. We got to get it covered because the rain's <laughs> coming tomorrow. So it's like we're here till dark or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So there was no no set boundaries forever. You know what I mean? And so now transitioning and trying to do that. But also one of the hugest tips that I've gained from very successful people is that time blocking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like you said, either, you know, from you, from, from my guy, Ken, he's very about that. You know, you listen to Rob Deerdeck talk, Rob Deerdeck, if he, he's amazing. And he's like, dude, he maximizes everything into time and, you know, and mm -hmm. he can accomplish so much more. So yeah, it's definitely a huge area of growth for me, but 100%, I, I yeah. appreciate it for sure. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Huge me too. It, definitely big tool. And that's, that's, again, that's the place where I, I do, like, I'm a big picture person. Like, just let's go do, like, let's go do things. And for me, like 
So that time piece, I'm like, I got my productivity planner and I'm like, I got the week, like kind of scheduled. I'm like, I got the school here. I got this here. And I'm like, I, I can put these, I can put you here, you know, but then it's like, <laughs> you know, it's family. So like for me now, like with business and stuff too. So that's, that's where the seasons of your life are a little bit different. You know, my wife and I had this conversation the other day is like, you know, I'm like, I feel like I'm on my damn, my damn phone all the time, but I'm, I'm reaching out to clients. I'm reaching out to like, I just launched the 3M Fit Dad system. So it, it's like, you know, we're like, okay, it's in like go mode right now. She's like, yeah, but it's for a short period of time. And then yeah. once you're not full, like you're not teaching anymore, then now you can shift those things. It's only for, I'm like, okay, thank you, honey. Like, yeah. and, I, and that's what I love too, is like when you said like having a spouse, like, you know, I, I'm divorced twice. The only thing I've ever wanted in my life is just somebody to love me as much as I love them yeah. and just to have that back and forth. And going through what I've gone and learned a shit ton of stuff from those things you know, that's what we have. And I'm so glad that I have somebody in my life that will call me out my bullshit, but will also be there for when I need her to stand next to me and be like, Hey, I got you. I'm here for you. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and vice versa. Um, and I think that's really one of those big things that that book love and respect was one that I still use. I'll go back to, if I feel like I'm off, like there's like a little, um, I have it somewhere back there. But it's like a little, little tiny one, like an abbreviated version. And I'll just, yeah. I'll just be like, okay, okay, I gotta remember this, Clay. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta remember this, I gotta remember this. So, but awesome. Let's go into the three tools that help, help guys uh, prioritize their their time. So, or themselves. Like, so what? Yeah. What did you lace them out, or do you got three different ones? I don't. Um, you so you have a whole bunch of stuff, and everybody needs to like, go back and like rewind already to this point <laughs> and like get those down. So. Like if you have three other what like then so I don't know but man give yeah. us those three tools to help us be able to prioritize ourselves in in those pieces. Yeah. Well, I can elaborate off of the time blocking because that 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 was like the first tool process. But another one that I really leaned into was the Pomodoro technique. And for anyone that's not familiar with the Pomodoro technique, it's it's just a process of deep work. And I read the book Deep Work, which was great, and it it, it pretty much breaks down that um and i do a 45 minute focus 15 minute break right you could do 25 minute focus five minute break you could do 45 minute focus 15 minute break you could do a 90 minute focus a 30 minute break however whatever you're trying to get done but let's just say you you know deep work in terms of maybe you're writing an essay maybe you're writing an article maybe you're hopping into social or you're DMing clients you're about to do a whole bunch of sales calls whatever it is you're sitting down and you're about to bust out some work that requires your undivided attention. Pomodoro technique. Mm. Pomodoro technique. Put the phone on do not disturb. Give yourself 45 minutes to bust out as much work as possible. When that timer goes off, you got 15 minutes to answer text message, check your emails, get up, grab a bite to eat, whatever you need for that 15 minutes, and then you sit down and do it again. Yeah. Um, so I'll usually do that throughout the week. I'll have like two or three uh, blocks of like two hours where I'll do a two rounds of the Pomodoro technique. And that's huge in terms of really getting things done. Yeah. Another tool that I use on top of, so I'm stacking things here. If you can, if you can tell yeah, me, yeah, right? stack so away. Start, yeah. You start with the time blocking and with the time blocking, you're going to have the areas in which you need to get work done. Right. Mm -hmm. So to make sure that you get the most, cause when you time block, you want to make sure you get the juice out of the squeeze for every hour that you're in. Right. That's what it means to be 100% present. When I'm with my wife, sometimes what I found was what also time blocking helped me with. This is a little bit of a side note, but this is helpful. When my wife's like, I, I don't know if I'm a priority to you. I said, let's lay out my calendar. Sleep was number one. My full-time job was number two. After that, after a 40-hour week, 
20 plus hours was to my wife mm-hmm. on my calendar. And then after that was modern man and then the gym. So I said, based off of the things I can't control, sleep and work, you are the number one by far in terms of time on my calendar. Oh, right. That was a realization for her. But also what we are able to figure out in that. But hold on now. So it's not the amount of time I'm giving you. It's the quality of the time. Yeah. You don't want me just sitting there as talking to this, the other thing. Maybe I should be more intentional with that time. Hey, babe, let's go kayaking Saturday morning, right? Let's do something with this time. So being able to get the most out of that time is going to be huge, which is why Pomodoro technique has been helpful. Second, on top of that Pomodoro technique, I'm sitting at my desk right now. I don't do anything at this desk other than modern man work, editing, and that's it. So I'm psychologically programmed. When I sit in this chair, it's go time. Yeah. Off to my left, I have a diffuser that will that I'll put on right before I do my Pomodoro technique before my deep work. That'll put lemongrass, eucalyptus, or strong scent, right? And then yeah. I have my headphones on. I play lo-fi beats or 58 megahertz frequency beats, which will help get my brain in more of a suggestive brain wave. These are all things I do to enhance flow state. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm literally. Sitting down, I even talked about before we recorded how I clap before my podcast, yeah. it's kind of like a mental trigger. But these are all kind of like the the baseball player who walks up to the plate, taps both sides of the plate, shivvies his collar or whatnot, points to the pitcher, and then swings yeah. the bat. It's a ta- yeah, yeah, tap yeah. my right foot. That's what I do. Yeah. There that's, you that's go. <laughs> but, but, but for anyone who plays baseball, they understand yeah. the importance of that. They might call it superstition, but it's also a routine, a routine, yeah. a right. routine, routine. that will actively put your body and put your mind into go mode yep it will actively put you in the highest pretty much the highest susceptibility for what you need to do yep and that's what i've used that will help me um execute on a lot of things that i do in my life and even when i go to the gym i have that honed out it might sound boring but i think our bodies get very comfortable physiology is just going to show, okay, at the desk, this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. In the bed, that's what I'm going to do. I don't do anything in my bed. I don't get people that <laughs> – when my wife and I started dating, she got upset because when she moved in, I was like, yeah, the TV's not coming in the bedroom, babe. Like, I, I'm not laying in bed watching TV. Yeah, I, I don't do that. We <laughs> we don't have a TV in our room. I mean, my office is in the room, but, like, we don't watch TV in the room. In the bed, I read and go to sleep. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. And, on the couch is where I watch my movies. I'll play games, stuff like that. But like yeah. everywhere, I even have a corner in my office with a chair that I sit down. I do my breath work and meditation with. Mm-hmm. So I'm methodical and I'm strategic with Correct. this. And it might sound like I'm overdoing it. But for anybody right. that's listening that hasn't tried this yet in their lives, try it. it. Because this is what's going to let you operate optimally in the different areas of your life. At least right. that's what's worked for me. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and again, you're implementing all the things, a lot of the things that I've read Correct. in a lot of book, atomic habits. I mean, you're, you're I was just going to say atomic uh, habits right there. Yep. Effect. I mean, you're, you're doing yep. those things are great for you. Yeah. And it's all, it's all cute to being successful. hundred percent. It's all cute to do the next thing. And our brains are cute to do this, cute to do this, cute to do this, cute to do this. And and it's just setting up those spaces, your physical space in atomic habits, your physical space is the most important space that you can transition away. So if you go into that space, boom, like I, I know, like for me, I always tell people, like when I played football, like you put the helmet on, I was a different person. Like yeah. take the helmet off. I'm like, Hey, what's up? How's it going? Put the helmet on. I'm like, I'm going to crush your face. Like yeah. <laughs> I'm crushing all of you. Like, I don't care. Like, you know, so it's different, you know, when it's like game mode, you know, like when I stepped on the mound, totally different. Like 
when I went up to the plate, like totally, like, I'm just like, boom, I'll be like your buddy. We're on the base or we're in between innings. But if you're on that mound and you're my friend and I'm on this plate, I'm shoving that ball right back down your throat. It's like, so it's just, it's getting into that. When I double tap my foot on the field, I'm ready to rock and roll. It's locked, loaded and ready to go. And um, so it's just, it's yeah. in those spaces. Yeah. You have to do that. So, so great. So great. great. Did we get all three? Did we get all three? I think we did. I mean, I number one, so, time yeah. blocking. Number two, I'd say Pomodoro technique. Number yep. three, environment setup. Yep. Set up your environment and yep. and just kind of piggyback off Clay. Kind of like Kobe, right? Mamba yep. mentality. Yep. And for anybody that has these big audacious goals, you're going to have to be a different being yep. in order to 100%. accomplish that. And these are just tools that I've used to become that person and a commitment to the process, yep. right? Yep. So notice I'm not talking about outcomes here. I'm talking mm-hmm. about the process. The goal is... The goal was a better physique. Well, guess what? I'm still working out. People tell me you look good. You look like you work out. I'm not done yet. My process yeah. is still there. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. People like my podcast and they're, oh, downloads going up. Everything's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's still the process. Yep. Yeah. And that's what yeah. it is. The, right. the process is going to be what I'm sticking to. I'm going to do this day in and day out. I stick to it. I follow it. And then I just trust where I'm going. Yeah. Basics. Yeah. Basics. Yeah. I mean, you know. my guy, Craig Siegel, he always says, marry, marry the process, divorce the outcome. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. 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 You know, you just marry the process. Yeah. yeah. That's all. That's all what it, yeah. hundred percent. All right. Let's get into uh, the next part. Quick hit Q and a, you ready, Ted? Nope. All right. Great. It <laughs> works for us too. <laughs> let's get so it. we got, we got 10 questions. You got five seconds each one. John, you want to go first? Or you want me to go sure. first? Sure. All right. Here we go. What's your favorite animal? Ooh, leopard. Okay, nice. Work or play? Play. What's your favorite word? Ubiquitous. Oh, that's a good definition. One. Everywhere. Widespread. Nice. Like, you gotcha. know, those dance challenges are ubiquitous on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> the best is when I do it in my forecast in the morning. My my co-anchors make fun of me when I'm like, the rain is ubiquitous today. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Dude, I so wish. I'd be laughing my ass off. I'd be like, I like this guy. Everybody at home is going, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I would be doing. But I'd be like, I like this. I like this. This guy's awesome. Yeah, awesome. Uh, who's, uh, oh, sorry. Top book recommendation for our listeners. Ooh, um, oh, this is hard. Over my shoulder, the Alchemist, Pablo Cielo. Yep, great one. Love we it. read that as a as a brotherhood. It was really good. Oh yeah. yeah. Who's your hero? My dad, man. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. What's your deepest fear? Failure. If you could go back in time to change any part of your life, would you? Hmm. No. Nice. What do you wish you learned sooner, though? Stop being so hard-headed. Yeah. Speaking my language there. <laughs> Do you yep. prefer the soft cloud version or the sword version of the truth? Sword version. Just give it to yes. me, bro. My, just, my sword yeah. people. Just, yeah, just, just hit me with it, man. <laughs> I love it. So good with my sword people. What's your biggest strength? I'm hard-headed. <laughs> and that's that's true well, you know one of our brothers uh gemby man we, we had this conversation so many times you know uh, about being hard-headed you know and, and sometimes the ego takes over where it goes negative but sometimes that hard-headedness he's like that's how i got through stuff you know yeah. that's how i've like i've accomplished things um and it's just that fine that that's not that fine line but just knowing where you're at 
know knowing how we how we step across that line every day and how we show up because each yeah. morning we have that opportunity to wake up move out of our bed step across that line and your goal is to just leave it all on the field at the end of the day because mm-hmm. we we never know when we're going to get the next one and it might if it's your last then you left it all on the field you're like hey whether i won or lost i fucking showed up for the game and uh you go know i did it so uh we appreciate you ted where can people find you man Besides yeah. the news in Charlotte, where else? They yeah, <laughs> I appreciate it, fellas. Um, at the Modern Man Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, at the modern uh, the Modern Man Podcast.com is where you can get our podcast, all the episodes and stuff. My Instagram handle is at the real fate and forecast. That's P H A E T O N, the number four K A S T. I'm most active on Instagram. Love to hear from you guys, and uh, definitely would love to give me give me a shout. Let me know that you. You heard me here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we just say go rate, review, rank, and then I don't even know if there's a ranking on there, but one of those things. But here's what the biggest thing. Just go spread it. Spread the word. Spread this to one other person out there that, you know, pay it forward and uh, just go do those things. Because what we're doing here in the conversations with the modern man, the conversations with the Purpose Infused Brotherhood, is we're having those conversations that men need to have to talk about so that we can be better, we can be happier, we can be healthier, we can step across that line every single day, leave it all on the field. And at the end of the day, know when we put our head back on the table or not on the table, but on our pillow, that we left it all in the field, that we gave every single thing that we had today for us our families, and our community. So appreciate you, Ted. Thanks for being here, man. Thanks, guys. We will see you all next week.